everyone. This week we are shaking things up a little bit and introducing a new segment to the True North Dizzy podcast, as well as a new co-host. This segment is going to be called the People Mover Prattle. Now before I get too far into the explanation for the name, I'd first like to introduce my friend Abby. Abby, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure! My name is Abby, as you might have guessed by now. Uh, I am a, as, as Megan said, I'm a dear friend of hers. We met as we were getting ready to work at Disney together in 2011, which I cannot believe is 10 years ago. Oh my god. Like, we have been, we have been besties for 10 years and it's wonderful and magical. It feels like only yesterday. Um, and also, fun fact, I don't know if Megan's ever mentioned this, but we also ended up going to high school together, but just kind of briefly missed one another in our social groups. Um, but like, we're familiar with each other, which was a kind of part of our bonding experience. And um, yeah, I've been a big fan of Disney since the dawn of time at this point. Um, it's, it's kind of become my calling card. Uh, I, I, my first word as a baby was Disney, so that's that's how far back we're going into the Disney obsession. <laughs> uh, I'm and now I am a music teacher in Ontario, just living the dream of teaching music online. Lots of fun in as much Disney magical ways as possible. Oh, 100%. I mean, the the one thing any child remembers about me is that I'm crazy and that I love Disney. Probably crazy through Disney. I don't know. But either way, a little about me. Um, now, so you did do two programs. Do you want to tell tell us what you did for both of those programs? Yeah, sure. Um, so my first my first program in 2011, I was custodial guest services, um, in what was in the Magic Kingdom and what was referred to the east part of the park. Um, so the Magic Kingdom was kind of split up into three quadrants: uh, west, east, and south. Apparently, the only north is true north disney podcast yeah <laughs> um anyway the east part of the east part of the park was uh tomorrowland and Fantasyland, and that was my happy place and because of that i was very fortunate in 2012 i got to work attractions in Fantasyland, and i worked it's a small world in peter pan's flight amazing it was uh, pretty magical i got fine. to be an honorary lost boy Ah, uh, there you go <laughs> Uh, so, as part of this segment, Abby and I will be getting together virtually to talk about anything and everything Disney, which we pretty much already do anyway. We're, I think we're just recording it now, to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a little explanation into our name, uh, People Mover Prattle. We wanted to pretend that we were on the People Mover having these discussions, hence the ambiance you shall hear. Yeah, and originally we wanted to have these talks while we were taking daily walks and talking on the phone together, uh, but that didn't seem to work out very well. Uh, Technology is not my forte sometimes. Um, but instead, here we are, and this week to start our discussions with the theme of walking in mind, we would like to chat about our favorite places to walk on Disney property. I think that's a perfect start. Uh, I know, well, especially over 2020, you and I both have really been super avid walkers and, and getting out and about and around. And uh, our last trip together, which was, oh my gosh, can you believe it? Summer of 2019. It oh. seems so long ago. Um, but yeah, we actually started kind of adventuring a lot around a little bit more than I think what we normally 
would have like i mean obviously we explored on our programs a lot by um maybe maybe a little bit more so from vacations that we've taken after our programs wouldn't you say yeah absolutely i mean i especially after 2011 like my my job with custodial was basically like to walk everywhere to do cleaning especially if you did a recycling run like you would start from the edge of the tomorrowland entrance go all the way around space mountain all the way through past the mad teacups and all the way to the other end of Fantasyland, basically at the bridge at columbia harbor house so that would just be in like a regular day so I, like on my program i did do a lot of adventuring but most days i was just tired and sore because i was a young teenager who didn't know how to take care of myself at the time it was like <laughs> right stretching you should do that even though you're 19 it'll help trust me um but yeah it was actually kind of going around with you that i really started to like want to venture out exploring via foot and going off the kind of the beaten track. I think the first time I really did it was March of, God, what year did I get married? 2016? 17. 17. 2017. I should know that better. You probably uh, should. Don't tell your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but anyway, March of 2017, and I was meeting up with a friend after the park closed um, in Magic Kingdom, but I didn't want to wait around for the tram to get me because uh, we also hadn't figured out where we were going to meet. So I ended up like taking the boat to the Grand Floridian and then he's like, oh, I'm on the other side of the TTA. Or wait, TTC, not TTA. Ugh. And, uh, anyways, uh, I just started walking to his direction and, and that was my first venture into really walking around Disney property in that kind of a way. But it was our trip that I think made me like fall in love with it and be like, hey, this is kind of fun. But yeah, the only silver lining of 20, 2020 in my mind is the fact that you and I started walking a lot and realizing just like how fun that could be and sharing all of our fun Disney love together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, and kind of going back to your um, the story about it kind of exploring a little bit more and realizing how vast you could and how many places you can walk on Disney property. Um, I know, as I say, I know in your program, I don't know if you did a lot of resort hopping as much as you did when we had our trip together. We did a lot of resort hopping together and it was great. We had so much fun and it was amazing to see all the pathways uh, between the resorts. And now, well, the, the, one of the best things that I love is uh, Grand Floridian is now connected via that new bridge that they built so so excited for right? that oh my goodness that'll be just like a great circuit to do in a day or even just like at the end of the day when like everyone's trying to leave and it's gonna be crazy busy to just be like i'm gonna skirt off this way towards the grand floridian and like take a bus something like that it's just oh so excited yeah, so good one of my well as i say i'm gonna have to put this in no particular order um kind of go well as i say actually maybe we'll we'll do this together we'll kind of go through some of our favorite walking spots on property um because i know i had a couple that really stood out to me on my programs that i used to take all the time and one of them is and this is why i brought it up is the little stretch of pathway that runs from the starts at the ttc the transportation and ticket center runs through the poly over to Grand Floridian, bypasses the Wedding Pavilion, and now extends from Grand Floridian all the way to the Magic Kingdom, which is quite lovely. Um, but that is by far probably one of my favorite walks to take. I just love 
being able to take in the ambiance and especially when you're in between Polly and Grand Floridian and you can kind of look off to the distance and see like almost the entirety of the Grand Floridian Resort and all of its beautiful red and white glory. Um, can I just say a little shout out to Canada there, red and white, woot woot. Canada, <laughs> um, my Canada. Canada. <laughs> um, but it's just gorgeous, especially if you get it like really nice at the sunset and oh. you can you can hear the, the waves kind of crashing up on the now rocks and, and slash beach. <laughs> uh, that was, that's by far probably one of my favorite spots to go. I love walking there. Well, and I'm so glad that you ended up taking me there because I got to really appreciate like the joy and the beauty of it when I went with you. The, my very, really first time experiencing it as an adult. So like to be able to remember doing that was that trip when I said I was gonna go meet up with my friend. And, but this was after like park hours and after he was done at being at work. So it was one or two o'clock in the morning. Oh um, gosh. <laughs> so, so late. It's, pitch, it's late, it's pitch pitch dark. Like nobody knew where I was. My parents were already back at their hotel. Like my husband's back in Canada. Um, and, my, and like Danny was like not even like out of work yet to even check his phone. And so at one point I even called, I called my husband, I called James and I was like, um, so I'm walking these really dark paths around Disney and it's kind of magical, but it's also really terrifying. Can you please stay on the phone with me? He's like, what are you afraid of? It's Disney. And I'm like, I don't know, but it's dark. I, this is this is my go-to when I have to walk in scary places. I call James. I actually even did that when I was working at Peter Pan's flight. Oh my God. Overactive imagination right here. Oh, by far. Yep. <laughs> the things that you can dream up. I love it. Well, I mean, I, I guess this is in the getting to know me. I might as well just get this out of the way now. We We need to share my irrational fear. And you know what it is, my irrational fear <laughs> of dinosaurs. Uh, you're, funny enough, actually, as of uh, like, well, a few years ago, um, you're not the only one that I know that has the irrational fear of dinosaurs. What? Yeah, one of the no. girls. Uh, one of my one of my other co-workers um, also is absolutely terrified and every time she would see Rex the dinosaur from like from toy like you you know Rex super cute funny like shy scared Rex and she was scared of Rex <laughs> oh I feel, man I feel for her we should start a support team oh goodness anyway so back to our main task at hand um, I think one of my favorite places to walk around would have to be around the French Quarter, Riverside. Port Orleans, French Quarter, Port Orleans. Riverside. I want to say Port Orleans, but in my head all of a sudden, like, I was like, oh, my camera. Um, and to be fair, like, I'm used to, like, my, my family's been going for, for years. And so, like, Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Riverside never occurs to me. It's just like, no, it's the French Quarter and then Port Orleans. They're not the same hotel in my brain. I, and honestly, and I'm the same way, like my family's been going for years, like even before I was born, my parents had gone a few times. Um, but I still think of Port Orleans, like when I say Port Orleans, I go, it's French Quarter. Like I'm talking about French Quarter when I say Port Orleans, um, I still consider Dixie Landings. Yes. Um, so Port Orleans Riverside, for those of you that don't know, Port Orleans Riverside used to be called Dixie Landings back in, uh, well, I mean, when the resort first opened up until, 
um, what was it? The mid late nineties, I think it was, or early two thousands oh, or something. Yeah, I think they changed think, it over. Yeah, I think it had to have been like two thousand and one or something. Because when we went in ninety nine, I think it was still Dixie. I think yeah, it was still Dixie. Or if not, it had changed, and my parents had just refused to acknowledge it. As and I was just like, yeah, sure, that's this is what it is. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, both properties are just beautiful with their theming to begin with to kind of have that New Orleans feel. Um, but the fact that they also have that awesome walking path between the two hotels to kind of connect them and like do that little running path, which I've now learned don't do that in the middle of summer. Bad idea. Bad idea. We need to have a button that's just like, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And um, so I actually, I found the date, official date, April 1st, 2001 was when the two resorts officially merged together. Uh, there you go, perfect. So yeah, no, I, I absolutely love walking between those two resorts. Um, to be completely honest, I just like being able to go grab my beignets and walk back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, and I, depending on what hotel you stay at too, because like if you stay, like uh, I love staying at French Quarter. Um, but I also love the cafeteria slash food court, whatever you want to call it, over at, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep saying Dixie Landings now because I've said it. <laughs> You're in a safe place. You can go by old names. It's okay. <sighs> yeah, Dixie Landings. Um, <laughs> Riverside. Um, I love it there. I love their food. And we were talking about the make your own pasta bar that they have in there. Oh. And, right? It's so good. Um, just any any Disney make your own dot 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 is just so amazing. The one at Art of Animation for your make your own salad, I still dream about that when I go to sleep at night. Oh, it's amazing. But yeah, so between good. between that and then getting your beignets and actually while we were staying there, uh, we almost did the little Sunday fun run. I, and I mentioned that in a previous episode. Uh, and you get like the free beignets and we were so close to doing it, but like it was like the dead hot of summer and we were already like dying. So that was decided yeah, against. Well, yeah, well, and this was also like I, as as the years have progressed in our friendship, so has my commitment to being a healthy, active person. Um, and when we went down, it was very much near the beginning of that journey. And so any kind of physical movement was just kind of a, <gasps> why? And then you add in the middle of, of on July, I, I will remember this day to the day I die. On July 30th, 2019, going out for that run at like two o'clock in the afternoon, thinking I'm going to be all that in a bag of chips. Um, and and just I remembered I had to stop at the Riverside uh, concierge and was just literally walking around trying to get soak in air conditioning because I was so hot but also afraid to sit down because I knew I would destroy any chair I sat on with how sweaty I was. It was one of my last memories of that walk was just as we got to got to our hotel room looking up going, oh no, there's a flight of stairs. I don't know if I'm gonna make it. See, I made so the hot. smart choice and I stopped at the pool before going back to the room because it was so hot. I walked by the pool and I had a, I, but my problem was is I had that moment of like, if I go in anywhere near this, I'm going to just phone, headphones, close the whole thing, just jump in and then just ask someone to pick me up in an hour. And I knew it was like, that's, that's a, that's an unhealthy choice. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think what, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So next. Next spot I think that I would have to say is one of my favorite walking places is uh, the Epcot Resort area. So Yacht and Beach Club, Boardwalk, mm -hmm. and even over to Swan and Dolphin too. Um, the I still will never forget this uh, this moment. There was one night and it was at the, it was actually right after the end of my shift when I was on my year long contract uh, working at the Canadian Pavilion. 
and I had finished work and instead of me taking the normal, uh, you know, bus ride home, um, I ended up actually walking through International Gateway and I decided to walk through uh, Yacht and Beach Club area and walked around, walked all the way through that kind of that boardwalk piece where it connects over to that bridge that goes up and over top. Uh, that connects yeah, yeah. over to boardwalk but you can also um at one on the back side of that bridge almost it peers off and you can head over towards the swan and dolphin uh but the swan and dolphin is actually a, a really nice spot to walk around as well which i like and i've always kind of been one of those people that's like ah swan and dolphin isn't like a legit true disney resort and I my feel feelings about that. the swan and dolphin oh my gosh right yes let and, me and, tell you all those feelings no but I will respect and appreciate it. And that night was actually very nice. And they had some really nice music playing in the background. They had the fountains going. Um, they had a bunch of lights like uh, lighting up. There's like a row of palm trees that come out in between the resorts, the little pathway that goes between the two of them. It was really, really nice. And then, you know, you veer off to the left and then you go on towards the boardwalk and you see some of the entertainers on the boardwalk and the music and you can hear people singing along in jelly rolls uh, and you hear the boats uh, coming back and forth from the resorts going between Epcot and Hollywood Studios and it was just so wonderful in such a peaceful place to walk around especially after a 12-hour shift working in La Salle. <laughs> oh my goodness I can only imagine so I'm going to go back to an earlier conversation you and I had. You had brought up the concept of time and, and guests not knowing when they were going to be back at, you know, at the, at the Disney Resort. And I, I, I was just going to say, I think that fits in really well to the discussion that we're having too, because I feel like a lot of guests that come into the parks and again, they, they don't know when that next trip is going to be. This could be their one and only time that they're ever going to come to Disney. Mm -hmm. um, but I really do think there's value in telling people about some of those, like, I don't want to say more low-key things. And, and it's actually kind of funny because on the on the last episode with um, Janice and Adam, they we were, we were joking about the fact that there's no shortage of things to do in Disney. So, like, I mean, you can do yeah. anything and everything. But we did make a comment about, uh, again, about the walking path. So this actually was kind of a nice segue into the, in the segment for today. But I honestly, I recommend to anybody mm -hmm. trying to take that time out, even if it's just like a mid-afternoon, um, leave the parks, go for a swim, um, go take a nice, long, relaxing walk around one of your resorts and almost any resort has some form of a walking path or an mm -hmm. area that you can walk around. Um, uh, All-Star does, Fort Wilderness does, um, Coronado does. I know they have mm -hmm. a, I, I think it's like a mile and a half almost around uh, a yeah, lake out like in Coronado. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like almost any resort you possibly can. And a lot of times too, if you go into, I know they used to anyway, I don't know if they still do. But you can go up to any concierge or front desk at any of the hotels and ask for uh, a walking map or a trail map. Um, I know Fort Wilderness, I believe they still do, but at other resorts, they'll usually pull out a map for you and be like, yeah, here's like the walking pathways and stuff. Which speaking of um, walking paths and going to, to the front desk and everything, you changed my life on our last trip when we were staying at French Quarter. When you went up and you're like, hey, can we get the scavenger hunt? And I was just like, what strange magic are you talking about here, Ms. Megan? And um, so for, the, for those of you who don't know, uh, French Quarter offers um, a scavenger hunt throughout their property of um, 
It's these different clues to find music notes since French Quarter kind of represents, a, a, their theme is kind of representing a time in New Orleans culture, like in the 20s, at the heyday of Mardi Gras. So there's a lot of jazz music, a lot of ragtime, a lot of just make Abby really happy and relaxed and, and feeling good about life music around. Um, and so you have to go hunt for these music notes that are then themed for different Disney movies. Uh, and I had no idea. And like, the thing is they were there the entire time we were there. And it wasn't until our last night at the hotel at like, what was it? Like 10 o'clock at night. You're like, let's do this thing. I was like, what are you talking about? And finding it and like how determined we were in the dark to try to find these things. We had our phones out like, and turned on like the flashlight mode and it was hilarious just trying to go around and find these things in the, in the pitch black, pitch dark uh, in some areas that were like really not well lit. Um, and just trying to find them and then us kind of finally going, okay, it's too dark, we clearly can't find these things. And then go, lo and behold, the next morning we get up and it's super bright outside. We're like, ah, oh, there it is. It was like right there the whole time. Yeah. Totally didn't see it. <laughs> it. Yeah, daylight, who knew that would help? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> Normal daytime. Yeah, so highly, but but I think because you also told me that that's not just at French Quarter though, that's something that they offer to like most of the resorts, don't they? Most resorts have some kind of, uh, I don't want to say like, fun, like it's some kind of fun extra little thing that you get to do. Um, I know most of, uh, I think pretty much every single resort now has uh, like a kind of like a pool party. They do little trivia things. Um, some of the pool parties, they'll add in little scavenger hunts. Port Orleans French Quarter is a very unique one. They have that extra one on top of it, um, like on top of anything else that the other resorts would do. Mm -hmm. um, Animal Kingdom Lodge now does, uh, I, well, I mean, Given the pandemic right now, I don't think they offer this still, but they used to offer we'll, tours. We'll, we'll pretend that they still do. Yeah, we'll, we'll pretend. We're, we're going to live in a lie. And, yeah. you know, things are still fine. Yeah, yeah. Pretending that things are still fine. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, let, let's start that over. Uh, so, yes, the, so the Animal Kingdom Lodge does uh, additional tours in their restaurants. So they, I think they take a walk through Jico and Boma, I think, are the the two main ones that they go through and they'll actually do like a little tour talk to you about the the theming the meaning behind it the design elements um like you know where it came from where the inspiration was from and uh, that is actually a free tour that's offered on property they have a bunch of other tours as well for mm -hmm. small fees but yeah there's a lot of resorts are really starting to be kind of think out of the box and be a little bit more imaginative and they want the, the guests to be engaged for things that are happening around the resort. So it, it's great. Like there's, again, if you're not going into the parks and let's be honest, like pretty much everyone is going into the parks, but if you are, are just having some time to kill and you know, you just want to relax and enjoy your resort a little bit more, there are so many things to offer. Mm -hmm. I, by all means, I recommend going and talking to you. Uh, again, like your concierge, your front desk, ask what there is, ask what um, other amenities there are to experience. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's also great because then you get to build those kind of... Because I think a lot of what really makes Disney as magical as it is, is, is cast members. Um, and like getting... I, I don't know what it is, but really getting to know the people who work at the, the resorts, the hotels, is really something special. Like I, I can... I have countless stories built up over the years of just incredible, incredible cast members and kind of friendships that were built out of it um, because of those people and being able to, and like, and asking those simple questions of just like, hey, what's going on here? Um, so, yeah. 
and shout out to, to to guest services in that way. Yes, absolutely. That I was going to say that is something that is, again, it's that Disney difference. Um, you don't get to experience that kind of engagement and you can always tell, especially to the cast members that really want to go to your way to make it extra magical. They want to know about what you want to experience or you ask them about what, you know, what is there to do? Like what's, you know, well, obviously there's so much to do, but <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's like, that's the dumbest question ever. What is there to do <laughs> for everything, everything that you can think of? Um, but is there stuff here? <laughs> there's <laughs> lots of stuff. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> but just being able to engage with them and they, they can make life changing things for you. Uh, there's so many things that you can experience. And I, I still remember it. Well, and I'm sure you can attest to this too. There's so many cast members that I would talk to and they recommended something to me. I never would have gone if it wasn't for them. And mm -hmm. and now they, those places or things have become hotspots for me and places that I will go every trip that I'm on. Uh, so yeah, it really makes a difference. Well, now I actually think it's a perfect time for us to talk about uh, another great area of the Disney Resort to go around, which is Disney Fort Wilderness. Yes. Um, I feel like this is something you can talk to really well um, as we've been kind of enjoying our conversation this evening. I'm also realizing you were like my guru of the walking places in Disney World, um, but I can definitely attest as a bit of a newbie to the walking around Disney, just how gorgeous Fort Wilderness is to uh, walk around and explore and venture and see. And it's 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 really kind of, it. not that it's like a different planet, but like, it has such a different feel than almost everywhere else in the park. Like this is one of the ones where you feel really that true, like rustic nature focused, nature driven area. And you like, it almost feels like you're going back in time in a bit. Like, you know what I mean? I definitely agree. Something that I have really noticed with the Fort Wilderness Resort and campgrounds, um, when you're walking around the property, like it, well, first of all, it's huge. Uh, like there's actually an internal bus system to take you to either your cabin or your campsite. Um, but there's just such uh, an enormous amount of walking space and pathways and and parks, uh, like actual, like, you know, playground parks, I, I, what I mean by that. But also there is a connection over to Wilderness Lodge. Uh, you can actually take the, the, well, there's a bus that goes in between the two resorts. Technically you're not supposed to walk that route, but both of them have that really nice rustic uh, type of setting, I guess. I think that's the best way to explain it. Wilderness Lodge is a little bit more of the luxurious, um, like, you know, the national park in the, in the U.S. kind of vibe. Um, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds is very like, old school, Western, you know, you got the old wild west, that kind of vibe. It's it's kind of, um, there. I think a great example of this is if uh, anyone's ever seen the uh, Disney sing-along of uh, the- the, well, it's the, the, it the, is the campground, the campground one. one. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it called Disney sing-along campground? I think so. I think so, um, but a lot of it's filmed at, um, the Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Resort, resort, as well as the uh, the now uh, no longer existing um, Discovery Island. It was Discovery Island, wasn't it? Yes, uh, Discovery yeah. Island, and as well as River Country too, which is exactly. not there anymore. Great yeah. videos of that online, by the way, if you ever want to see the history of of some of those uh, former 
attractions at Disney World that no longer exist for whatever reason. Um, but it, it does also a really great job of kind of highlighting, like when you talk about Fort Wilderness, I think of like the campfire of like old school hoedowns. The, the campgrounds and the resort uh, as a whole is just so peaceful and so relaxing, so quiet compared to like, you know, going to the Magic Kingdom and then coming there and you're like, oh, like I feel like I'm going deaf. Like my, my ears are ringing, <laughs> it's so yeah. quiet. But being able to walk around that resort is just wonderful. And, and I, I, I was gonna say, you know this over the last like couple of years and stuff, I've become very like environmentally conscious and uh, mm. you know about conservation and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like that's one of those resorts that really speaks to me a little bit more because they are so conscious of that kind of stuff mm. as well. And you're, you just become so much more aware of it. And it's just beautiful walk around. I love walking to uh, the general stores um, and like yes. the, the settlement the settlement store and um, Meadow Trading Post. I just, I there's so, there's so much fun to go to. So I don't care if I walk, hike, run, jump, bike, and you can rent bikes to go there too. Um, and like I mentioned in the last episode, you can do the golf carts, but even just in general, such a nice resort. Uh, it's funny, I, I haven't had an opportunity to listen to some of our old previous uh, podcasts yet, but did you guys mention with the golf carts, their uh, golf cart parades that they do? Yeah, we didn't mention the parades per se, but we did mention okay. that they were, there's other, um, like people will really like soup them up and deck them out. And, like, yeah. There's like one that looks like Tomater and it is super cute. Oh yeah, like I've seen, like if you look online, you can find videos of them. I think it's the, it's a tradition that they would do, I think for Easter and it's the Easter like golf cart parade and they like, they go for it. Like oh, they these deck them out. And these like, these are all guests and like, but these are levels that you're like, these look like professionals are doing something here. And it's, it's so fun. And I think that's the best part about whether you love Disney are being dragged there because you love someone who loves Disney or um, if you like to walk is that it creates this incredible sense of community with people who you don't really get to know and it really gives you that chance to just be in some ways kind of free to experience life in a way that you know you don't in your everyday life because of everyday life reasons which I just, I really enjoy. Like it's, then where else do you hear of in the world where people get a golf cart and go, hey, let's make a parade and make these look like really magical floats and entertain the people who are here for lack of a better phrase and with giant air quotes to entertain us. Like so much fun. Yeah, I love it. Yet another reason to add to the list of why I love that resort so much. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just trying to think if there's any other, like, um, I, I know in, in previous episodes we've done a um, honorable mentions kind of spot to to talk about for walks. And and the only one that I can really think of that pops up on my in my head, and to be honest, I haven't ever been here. Um, one is Coronado. Um, but I've heard it's a very nice walking area. And the other one I'd probably say is All-Star. Um, just because the All-Stars are, are very, very closely connected a lot more than people I think realize. You oh, can yeah. walk between all three resorts. And... I actually, yeah, I have actually done at least between two of them. I, I was staying there for a trip um, and I accidentally got off on the wrong bus stop because that happens. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was staying at All-Star Music and I accidentally got off at All-Star Sports and was shocked at the fact that basically I was able to just walk across like a, uh, the promenade and a couple things and all of a sudden I went from hockey nets to guitars. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's crazy to see how connected these resorts are, right? I think this has been a very good discussion for for our favorite places to walk. I mean, and it's funny though, because you don't really, we didn't really mention a lot of places in particular, but it's it's the connection between multiple places that we're actually talking about in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, and, and it's also not to say that there aren't other incredible places to walk or even places inside the parks to walk themselves. Um, cause that's, that's another, that's a great experience as well, but it's just kind of talking about, like, I, I think part of it too, is just like the memories you, you create along the way. Yeah. No, that, that definitely makes sense. Like, I mean, well, but perfect example, as you were saying, like there's great places to walk in the parks, like world showcase is a perfect example. It's 1.2 miles around <laughs> the, the lagoon, but, um, you know, you, it's not about the actual walk itself. Like it can be, but I think it's the memories that you make along the way when you do these walks. Like mm-hmm. uh, for me, the, the memory of walking around the Epcot resorts after work and, you know, that kind of thing. And they keep taking in the sounds and the smells mm-hmm. and, and the sights and stuff like that. I think that's the part of it that makes it so nice to walk around and things that maybe people are so busy on their trips that they don't actually take the time to recognize or realize Mm. that that's the environment that they're surrounded by disney is again it's that disney difference but disney is so good at surrounding you in these elements and sometimes i don't think people realize it and they don't um understand what they're actually witnessing or hearing or smelling like the fact that when you walk down main street and you know it's that forced perspective or the fact that they're pumping out that smell of like cotton candy out of the confectionery um, and that's what adds into that experience as a whole. And it's those little details that make everything matter. I, I completely agree with that. I also feel like that is a great opportunity for us to at one point have on, our, on one of our prattles, a conversation about all of the different sensory things that Disney does to kind of make a, a trip. Yeah. Um, but before I go on yet another tangent, uh, I, I figure we'll, we could save that for another day. Well, I think that is a great spot for us to end our uh, episode today. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like we've gone, we've done like what, like five circuits around uh, around Tomorrowland on the People Mover at this point. I um, think so. <laughs> the, the cast members are giving us the dirty looks and said, we understand you like the ride, but get off. Or as the Jungle Cruise skippers would say, get out. Sorry, that was rude. Please get out. Here's one last joke for all of you psychics out there. I think that's one of my favorite jokes a skipper has ever done. That is amazing. I love it. (sighs) Well, this concludes our ride today on People Mover Prattle, a talk with Abby and Megan. We hope you enjoyed your ride today and please exit safely to your right and have a magical day. Now, uh, how do we how do we get off? Where where when are we getting off? Cause uh, we got a fast pass for Space Mountain. Yeah, we don't want to be late. Yeah. So okay. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye. What do they say on the? They don't really say anything to you on the people mover as you exit, do they? Nope. <laughs> if anyone's gonna know that, Adam would. Um, but Adam! I was even.